Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to everybody. Today is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to say good morning to those of you who are watching us this morning on live stream, those who are watching us through Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or you are engaging within our live chat room found on our church website, I want to say welcome to St. Paul this morning. Welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage along with you this morning. So if you're watching us on Facebook, I want you to share to your personal timeline. You can also tag those whom you want to invite within the post. If you are on YouTube, subscribe to our channel and then text the link to this worship service to your personal network. And if you are in the chat room or on our church website, I want you to click on the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. Brothers and sisters, we have come for worship this morning. So glad to have you. Reverend Kelly Baptist is going to come now and she is going to lead us in our worship. Psalm 32 said, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're standing in forgiveness. We are grateful and we are here to honor God this Sunday, this day. We in April 2022, y'all. worship this morning. Stand to your feet wherever you are, unless you're driving. Don't, don't do that on the phones, but stand to your feet and join with the choir as we begin our corporate worship, singing the glory of these 40 days, 40 days of Lent, 40 days towards Resurrection Sunday, 40 days we celebrate and rejoice the glory of these 40 days of the choir.
Give us joy, O Father, to seek your face. The word of God this morning is coming from the book of Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to start at verse 19. Follow along on your device with your handheld Bible or we'll put it on the screen. Ephesians chapter 2 and starting with verse 19, the word of God says, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. The word of God is already blessed. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, how we thank you for the privilege to carry everything to you in prayer. God, we thank you for bringing us into the house of the Lord. God, we thank you for the reminder that the house of the Lord, that we are the dwelling place of your spirit, that whether we're online, whether we're in the car, whether we're in the house, we are connected by your spirit. We are one, God, and we are grateful. God, we pray that you will have your way in this place right now, God. Wherever they are, Lord God, move heart to heart, breast to breast. You can move across the internet and the airwaves, God. You can do the impossible, God. Focus us in right now. God, for every heart that is tuned towards you, God, we confess our sins, God, right now. If we have it before, we lay it all down right now, right at the altar at your feet, knowing that you are faithful and just. You promise you forgive us our sins. You cleanse us from our unrighteousness, God. So let nothing get in the way of us coming before you nothing between us and you in these moments but the blood of Jesus covering us healing us protecting us changing us from the inside out God you're worthy and we are grateful we are your people God that as we have walked this road of Lent Lord God as we move towards Palm Sunday and Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, God. It's not just a one Sunday a year celebration, God. We remember. We remember that you were perfect and you took the spit for us. We remember that you did nothing wrong, but you took the scorn. God, we remember that you had all power and you took the stones and the nails and the cross. You let your blood flow and your life drain away just for us so that our sins, our wrong steps, our failings would be forgiven. So God, in this worship service, be pleased, be glorified because we remember, we celebrate, we are grateful, we stand on your sacrifice, we trust in your promises, we believe in your healing, we will be delivered, we are so grateful, we are full of love, we receive your peace, we will stand strong, we will believe, we will believe, we will believe, God, no matter what other reports there are, we will believe, 
we love you, Lord, in this place. How we love you, God. Oh, how we love you, God. And we thank you. We bless your name and we are grateful. It's in Jesus' name that all the grateful people said amen, amen, and amen. Come on, choir. Let's praise and honor our God. Lord, you made me whole. We praise you. New mercies for me every day. 
this morning. Come on, you can do a whole lot better than that. Has God been good to anybody today? Come on, come on, come on. We ought to give God some praise in here. Come on, you can do better than that if God has been good to you. You ought to give him some praise this morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Not me, not you, but the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. What a great morning it is. You may have your seats in his presence. That's right. Come on, quiet. Oh, yeah. That's all right. We praise you. Come on, you can sing with us. We praise you. We praise you. He's worthy. Worthy of the praise. We praise you. One more time, let's give God some praise in here. Hallelujah. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, we would not be here today. Come on, can you be honest about it? If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. Come on, think about where we were two years ago. And look at where we are today. You ought to give him some praise in here. If it had not been for the Lord.
about everything that you've gone through. Oh, hallelujah. I want you just to think about it. Let your mind just begin to think about it. Everything you've gone through. The losses you may have experienced over the last two years. But look at you right now. Hey, look at you right now. You're in the house of the Lord. And it's a good thing to be in the house of the Lord. One more time. Just one more time. God, he woke us up this morning. Yes, he did. Come on. He woke us up this morning. And to God, we give the glory. Hallelujah. Because we know it wasn't because of anything good that we did. But it was because of God's mercy and his grace that got us through. To God, we give the glory. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, I say good morning to you. Oh, good morning. So happy to see each and every one of you. Oh, my goodness. We are here at the St. Paul Church, and we are giving God the praise. I have a few observations that I want to share with you this morning. First of all, I want to share that on Resurrection Sunday, Sunday, April the 17th, we will hope we will not host impact worship that day. Um, we will not host impact worship that day. So everyone will be here in the main sanctuary and our children. It's going to be so good for all of us to be here on Resurrection Sunday. And then... In April, we will celebrate our 122nd church anniversary. That will take place on Sunday, April the 24th. That's the fourth Sunday, the Sunday after Resurrection Sunday. So we will celebrate the 122nd church anniversary. Yeah, I thought somebody would clap on that. 122 years of anniversary that God has kept this church together to God we give the glory because we know that it was the Lord's doing it was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our sight our guest preacher is going to be Reverend Dr. Franklin Richardson that Sunday we're asking for a special anniversary giving of $122 per person to celebrate each year of our existence oh my goodness $122 now we're asking, and we've been asking this this entire time through um, this pandemic, if you are sick, we need you to stay at home. Um, we are seeking to remain open. Amen. Anybody know that we are seeking to remain open. So if you feel a little tickle in your throat and um, maybe you need to stay at home that Sunday and come back um, and see us the next Sunday, but watch us virtually on all of our um, virtual platforms. One of the things that you can do is if you are planning to come to service and you feel sick in any way, just please, please, please stay at home. We strongly encourage you to become vaccinated. It is not a recommendation. I mean, it's not something that we are saying that you have to do, but we are strongly recommending that you are vaccinated. I don't know about anybody else. Nobody has to push me. I got all of them. <laughs> all of them. Yes, I'm fully vaccinated. And I'm happy today to say that I am fully vaccinated because this is what we do believe. We do believe that medicine and God go together. Amen. Medicine and God go together. So we're, we're just encouraging you 
Um, we have increased our seating capacity to move our space in. You may have noticed this morning that we're sitting a little bit closer, so we're no longer six feet apart. So we are three feet apart now. So we're trying to increase our capacity. We are no longer requiring, we no longer require online and in-person registration. Is that not good news? We didn't have we didn't have to register today. Um, it was a good process for us, but we're not um, doing that anymore. We still do require masks inside of our building. We will conduct temperature checks. We ask that if you do not feel well to please stay at home and watch us online or listen to our services on our phone live streaming network number. So to God we give the glory for that. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. I'm glad. I'm glad to see all of your faces. Yes, 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 to God, even with your mask on. I'm glad. I'm glad to see each and every one of you. But I want to um, now move us to our moment of intercessory prayer. Um, we want you to keep in your prayers the family of disciples, Sister Mary Crawford. Sister Mary Crawford is the mother of disciples, Sister Thumbelina Sings, and disciple Brother Stephen Sings. Her services will be held Thursday, April 7, 2022, here at St. Paul. The quiet hour will be held at 12 o'clock noon, and the service will be held at 1 o'clock p.m. The other family members that are part of this family, that are part of this church, are the grandchildren, Daraza, um, to Anthony, and Tunisia Sings, and there's a niece, Sister Stephanie Rankin. We want you to keep all of them in your prayers. We want you also to keep in your prayers the family of Sister Sylvia Patterson. Sister Patterson is the sister of disciple Sister Karen Robinson. Her services will also be held Thursday, April 7, 2022. That service will be held at Rollsboro's Mortuary and Crematory, which is here in Charlotte. And I know some of you are probably looking, where is that um, funeral home? Um, this funeral home took the place of Boston's um, funeral home, which is out there on Statesville. So it will be held at Roseboro's Mortuary and Crematory. The quiet hour will be held at 11 o'clock a.m. And that service will be held at 12 o'clock p.m. Please, please, brothers and sisters, keep this family in your prayers. Keep in your prayers the family of Brother Elliot McDonald, the husband of disciple Sister Patarius McDonald, the family of disciple Sister Geraldine Wilson. Everybody remembers Sister Geraldine. Um, she's the grandmother of Sister Carisha Brown. And also keep in your prayers the family of Brother Mario Greer, the nephew of Brother Gerald Stevenson, and Sister Sonny Stevenson. Please keep all of them in your prayers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm glad that there is a correction. Um, we will host impact worship on um, Easter Sunday morning. We will host impact worship on Resurrection Sunday. Please excuse the mess up and uh, mistake. So um, we all are human and we make mistakes, but we will host impact worship on Easter Sunday morning. Let's give God some praise for that. Come on, let's give God some praise for that. But we also want you all to continue to keep in your prayers all of those individuals who are suffering bereavement and sickness at this time. And Reverend Kelly Baptist is going to come now, and she is going to lead us in our prayer. Let every heart pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your comfort. 
Lord God, you told us that we would have tribulations, but to fear not, for you have overcome the world, God. So for every family that is grieving, God, for those who are dealing with sickness and operations, God, we touch and agree right now, Lord God, that you would just do what only you can do, that you would infuse the hands of doctors and nurses and surgeons and funeral technicians, Lord God, and even those who go to comfort the bereaved, let us pass along the love of Christ. Let us be there for one another as you have called us to be. God, we thank you that you are the God of our comfort and you are yet the God of our healing. We thank you in the name of Jesus that those on the list, some of them are recovering from surgeries, recovering from illness, God, that even in the midst of still struggling with COVID, there are those who have recovered from COVID. You're still healing people from cancer. You're still doing the impossible, God. And so even as we acknowledge and strengthen each other in the midst of sickness and depression and turmoil and political ups and downs, God, we acknowledge that you are the God of our peace, the God of our healing, the God of our deliverance, God. You are our banner and our hope. So God, we gather together lifting up those who need lifting up God and celebrating with those who have come over to the other side and rejoicing with those who are rejoiced even as we mourn with those who mourn. God, have your way. We need you in the name of Jesus because we know that even with masks on, we're still called to be a light to the nations, to remind someone of the love and the hope and the enduring faith of God that will keep us through whatever life or the world or other folks throw at us, God. We thank you for the times that you have kept our tongues when we would have said the wrong thing, God. We thank you for the times we kept the mute button on Zoom before we said something we shouldn't have said, God. We thank you for forgiving us for those times that we tripped. We missed the mark, God. We fell short. We did the wrong thing. We knew what we were doing and we went in another direction, but we thank you that your rod and your staff are still with us. You'll still guide us back to the right path. You'll still forgive us when we've done the wrong thing. You'll still keep us when we think that we're falling apart, God. And when we break to pieces, oh God, you pick up the pieces. You are the potter and will put us back together again. Hallelujah. We thank you that it's not the end, oh God. We thank you that every breath we breathe says this isn't over yet, God. Hallelujah. And we serve a sovereign God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. How do we know, Lord? Because every time we thought it was over, every time we thought we'd hit the bottom, every time we thought we wouldn't survive, every time we thought we'd done the worst and couldn't come back, you picked us up. You turned us around. You forgave us. You cleaned us up. You covered us. You strengthened us. And God, we say thank you. Hallelujah. We are so grateful, God. We are so grateful, God. And that's why we press into your presence. Have your way in the name of Jesus. You can still transform us from the inside out, even when we're home by ourselves watching a live stream, God. That's how powerful and present and faithful you are, God. We adore your name. 
And when you do what only you can do, when you bring forth these surgeries into recovery, when you bring forth healing amongst the sick, when you deliver us from the demons that have been chasing us, when you deliver us from our own mindsets, God, we will give you the praise and the honor and the glory and the credit for saving our lives, for saving our behinds. We give you praise. We rejoice and we love you, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And we say together wherever you are, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Reverend Baptist, for that very powerful, powerful prayer. To God we give the glory. One of the things that we do know is the way for us to connect to God is through prayer. Amen. That is the way that we connect with God. And so I'm so thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that moment of prayer. Brothers and sisters, it's giving time. Amen. I said it's giving time. This is the time within our worship experience where we can give back to God that which he has blessed us with. Anybody out there feel blessed today? I mean, really, when you think about it, when you think about it, don't you feel blessed? You have clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. You have a warm home to go to and sleep in, a warm bed to sleep in. That's something to give God some praise for. And I mean really, really give God some praise because there are some people that don't have homes to go to. There are people that don't have beds to sleep in. There are people who really don't have. And so when we think about just how good God has been to us, that he has given to us, even when we don't even deserve it. God has given to us. And for that, we ought to give God some praise for God has been better to us than we have been to ourselves. Now, I want to say that there are three ways of giving here at the St. Paul Church. Um, if you have an offering envelope, you can put your offering in your offering envelope. Our church office is closed for public access, but we do hold limited office hours for those who desire to drop off your tithes and your offerings. And we are speaking to those who are joining us virtually this morning. If you want to give that way, you can give that way. Um, you can also mail in your tithes and offers to our church office, St. Paul Baptist Church, 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. You can also give through um, ACS, stpaulbaptist.church, our generosity, to find the link to process your contributions through the Access ACS Church Management System. If you want to give that way, please, please, you are welcome to. You can also give through Givelify. And um, we just ask that you give that way. If you so desire any way that you want to give, I want you to know that God's going to bless you. Oh, yes, God is going to bless you if you are willing to give of your substance to us. The digital ministries will drop a link to the Givelify giving platform. So they are doing that now for those of you who are worshiping with us virtually today. So if you have that offering, I want you to take that offering, take that phone, lift it up to God. If you're going to give that way and let's ask God's blessings. Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, as we are lifting up our offering today, we lift up our offering today knowing that, God, it is because of you that we have the ability to give. 
And so, God, I pray for every hand that is lifted in this place today. God, touch them right now. Touch them, oh God, in a mighty way. Touch them, oh God, and give back to them that which they have been blessed with. And God, I pray that you bless in some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. God, you be honored today through our giving. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may give it this time. Set in. 
encampments are all around me. Protection, protection is all around me. Whom shall, whom shall I feed? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you pray with me for just a few moments? Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, as we come before you, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for this day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God, we come before you and God, as we come, we approach your throne because you gave us access through your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the salvation that we experience because of the death, burial, and resurrection of your son. God, we say thank you for this preaching moment. We pray, oh God, that you would touch us afresh. Anoint us, God, from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. Allow the words that come out of my mouth be your words and not my words. God, you get the glory. Get the glory out of everything that is said and done. God, we know you're already in the building. God, God we feel you here in the building. We sense your presence And because we do, God, we honor you. We honor your presence. We thank you. We thank you for giving us this great opportunity. And we ask God in the name of Jesus that because of the preached word today, oh God, save somebody. Save somebody who's listening. Save somebody, oh God, who is here in the sanctuary. God, we don't take for granted that everybody that's here and everybody that's listening knows you in the free pardon of their sins. But God, because of the preached word today, God, we pray that you save somebody. Oh God, move me out of the way. God, I don't want any glory. I don't want anything. God, you get the glory out of everything that is said and done today. Oh God, thank you. Thank you for being that kind of God that will be here with us, who will sit right alongside of us, who will walk beside us. God, thank you for that. Thank you, oh God, because you've been with us for the last two years. You've been with us, oh God, for the last 50 years. Oh God, thank you for 122 years of existence of the St. Paul Church. God, thank you because you were with us the whole way. Now, God, allow your preacher to preach with power. God, I sit down as you stand up in me. God, you get the glory out of everything that is said and done. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Can you give God some praise in here? Come on, if you sense his presence in the building, why don't you give him praise? It is because of the Lord's great mercies that we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. 
Great is his faithfulness unto us. Morning by morning, new mercies I seek. All I have needed, the Lord's hand have provided. Has he provided for anybody else? Has he provided for you? For you? Has he provided for you? The mere fact that I see you in the building says that God has provided for you. The mere fact that you drove here this morning says that God is with you. The mere fact that I see you when you see me says that God is providing. He is a God of provision. And so we are grateful. We're grateful because we sense his presence in the building. Thank you, Lord, for being here and sit down in our worship and in our praise. Before I get started this morning, I want to give honor to the spirit of the Lord that we feel in this building. First of all, give honor to the spirit of the Lord because I do I do feel the spirit of the Lord in here. The choir, give honor to our choir and the great job they are doing this morning. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Let's thank the Lord for our choir. Let's thank God for our worship leader, Reverend Kelly Baptist. Come on, let's give her some praise this morning. But then we've got to thank God for our pastor. I want all of us to give God some praise for our leader. Our leader who leads us with such excellence. We give God some praise for him and keep those hands together because there's a beautiful wife, Lady Peer. Come on, everybody, give God some praise for Lady Peer and Lil Charis. We thank God for them. To God, we give the praise for our deacons, for our board of directors, for our ministers, and all of you who are listening on the airways and for all of you who are here this morning to God. We give the glory. To God we give the glory. Great things he is doing and has done for us. There's an interesting word that the Lord has given us. And I want us to go to the book of Matthew and chapter 7. When you get there, I want you to get your Bible and stand to your feet. It will be on the screen. Matthew chapter 7. And I want to begin reading there at the 24th verse. Come on, everybody. Let's stand together. It's such a beautiful, beautiful picture that I see. Oh, my brothers and my sisters in the building. Matthew chapter 7. And I'm going to go down to verse number 24. And I'm going to read a few of those verses afterwards. And it reads like this, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop reading there at that verse. And great was its fall. But let me read this verse one more time. 
Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord for just a few moments. I just want to talk from this subject. Built to last. Built to last. Therefore, any man who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his house upon the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock built to last. On October the 10th, 2018, a Category 4 hurricane named Michael, made landfall near Mexico Beach, Florida. Hurricane Michael was the third most intense Atlantic hurricane to make landfall in the United States of America. The storm would last a total of six days as it would finally dissipate on October the 16th. But the damage from the effects of the storm could be felt days after. By October the 18th, at least 50 deaths had been attributed to the storm. Insurance losses due to Michael in the United States is estimated to be between 8 to $11 billion. Losses to agriculture and timber came, uh, timber alone exceeded $5.3 billion. The storm caused extensive flooding in Central America. The hurricane winds left over 200,000 people without power as it passed through. With catastrophic damage reported, Due to the extreme winds and storm surge, Hurricane Michael left numerous homes flattened over a wide area of the Florida Panhandle. In seeing the damage on TV, it was quite a shock to see entire neighborhoods wiped out, houses and property having been washed away by the storm. But then, every now and then, you would notice other homes, some only slightly damaged. They may have a few windows blown out or doors missing, but they had just been through the same storm and they are still standing in the aftermath. Oh, come on here, somebody. So my question today is, what makes the difference between one home left standing and another home left fractured and fallen into the ocean? Is it the quality of the building materials? I would say no. Because some of the homes destroyed were multi-million dollar homes. And they use only the best materials. But you know what? I submit today, Reverend Baptist, that the difference between the two was what 
they were built upon. Oh, come on here, somebody. I need to say that one more time. I need to tell you what the difference was. The difference between the two was what they were built upon. In our text today, Jesus uses the same analogy to bring out his final point to his conclusion to the Sermon on the Mount. You see, it does not matter if you are talking about the foundation of a physical building or the foundation upon which you have built your life. The principle is the same. You see, the material upon which you lay your foundation will determine the strength of the structure that is built upon it. Oh, come on here, somebody. I said the material upon which you lay your foundation will determine the strength of the structure that is built upon it. Jesus tells this parable that compares and contrasts two builders, one wise and one foolish. He emphasizes how critical it is to have a strong foundation. Oh my goodness, my goodness. The use of a building metaphor should not surprise us because Jesus was a carpenter himself. And he had built the furniture that people put into their homes and he had probably built some of the homes as well. You see, Jesus knew the difference between a solid house and a sloppy one. Ooh, come on here. But this is not a parable just for architects or carpenters and contractors. Brothers and sisters, it is a parable for you and me as well. You see, building a house is simply an analogy for building a life. Oh, come on. I need to say that one more time. I need to say that one more time. I want to say to you that building a house is simply an analogy for building a life. The point is this. The only way you can be built to last is to make sure you are building on the right foundation. Oh, come on here, somebody. Oh, I need to say that one more time. I need to say it for the people in the back. Oh, my God. You see, building a house is simply an analogy for building a life. The only way you can be built to last is to make sure you are building on the right foundation. You got to build on the right foundation. Within this analogy, there are two things that are the same and two things that are different. Both houses are similar in construction and both houses just withstand storms, must. But each house has a different material upon which its foundation is laid. And as a result, each house has a different final outcome. One house is built to last by a wise man upon a rock. And it stands. The other house is built by a foolish man upon the sand and it collapses. So this morning, I want us to take a closer look and I want us to examine the two structures. Because if we are going to be built to last, then we need to know what that looks like. Does anybody want to know what that looks like? I want to know what that looks like. The first thing I notice is although both houses look similar on the outside, a house built to last is different on the inside. 
Oh, come on. They all look the same on the outside. But when you go inside, you see a difference. Nothing in the text suggests that both houses were different in appearance. If you take the previous verses, 15 through 20, into account, Jesus seems to suggest that the outward structures looked very similar. Listen to what it says. In those verses, it said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Hmm. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. I'm reading the Bible. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Is that what your Bible says? That's what my Bible says. By their fruits, you will know them. <laughs> Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. In these verses, Jesus warns us about false prophets, wolves in sheep's clothing. According to Jesus, wolves are not distinguished by their outward appearance. Meaning you can't tell a wolf is a wolf. Just by looking at them. <laughs> oh, come on here, somebody. I'm in the Bible. I'm in the Bible. See, you can't tell a wolf is a wolf just by looking at them. <laughs> the only way to tell the difference is by the type of fruit they produce. Oh, can I get in there helping here this morning? <laughs> See, too many of us are looking at people and we're making judgment about people by what they look like on the outside. Hey, you can't tell a wolf from a wolf by what they look like on the outside. You got to deal with what they are producing from the inside. Oh, I'm in the Bible. I'm in the book. You can't tell a tree from another tree just by looking at it. According to Jesus, wolves are not distinguished by their outward appearance. You can't distinguish them that way. Look, you're not judging anybody by watching their fruit. Just watch the fruit that they are producing. You're not judging a person by what they look like on the outside, what clothes they wear, how they wear their hair. Oh, you can't judge a person that way. I came this morning because I want you to look at the fruit that they produce. You must pay attention to the way they live. Mm -hmm. Are they one way in the church and another way outside of the church? Oh, come on here. Do they shout in here on Sunday morning and live another way out there Monday through Saturday? You must pay attention to what they say. Do they speak words of righteousness based upon the words of God? Or are their words woman or man-centered? Do they talk a lot about themselves? And then we must pay attention to how they respond to the word. See, it's one thing to come here and eat up the word. It's one thing to go to Bible study and eat up the word. It's another thing to go to Sunday school and eat up the word. But what do you do with the word that you have eaten up? 
Oh, come on here, somebody. You must pay attention to how people respond to the word, how they act. Are they growing because of the word? Are they growing? Are they developing? Or are they just being entertained, coming and going as they please, and eventually falling away? My brothers and sisters, a Christian built to last will not just have the appearance of a Christian, but there will be a production of good fruit. You see, it's not what's on the outside that makes the difference. It's what's on the inside that makes the difference. You see, because eventually what's on the inside will show itself on the outside. That's how you will know. That's how you will know, my brothers and my sisters. And I'm not saying for you to judge anybody. I'm just saying watch the fruit from the person. What are they producing? What are they producing? But then you know what? There's a second thing I noticed about being built to last. And and what that means is you need a strong foundation. That's the second thing. Jesus says the only way to build a strong foundation is by obeying his words. Uh, That's in the Bible. He begins his parable in chapter 7, verse 24, with the word, therefore, which takes us back to the entire Sermon on the Mount. In light of his teachings, Jesus says, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The key to a strong foundation is in Jesus saying these words of mine. These words of mine. Not my words, Jesus' words. He said my words. He said throughout the New Testament, the final, ultimate, and exclusive authority in true religion is the word spoken by Jesus Christ. It's not the preacher's voice, it's Jesus' words that we are preaching about. In Matthew 28 and 20, Jesus commanded all of us to teach whatsoever I have commanded you. Whatsoever Jesus has commanded, that's what we are teaching. And he said in Matthew 24 and 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Oh, come on here, somebody. You see, yes, Jesus desires that you hear his words, but he doesn't stop there. He goes on to say that you must act upon his words. See, a lot of times we do a lot of eating, but then we don't do no living. And God is saying, I want you to eat up my word, but I want you to take that word and I want you to apply that word to your life. That's the only way we're going to be built to last. If you're going to be built to last, you must actually do what Jesus wants you to do. Oh, that's some good word right there. Hearing his words is not enough. Only as you obey his words are you building your life on his words. James 1 and 22 says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. See, some of us are deceived. Because we come in here, and we eat up the word. We come to Bible study, we eat up the word. We come to Sunday school, we eat up the word. But then we don't take that word and apply that word to our lives. You see, if you eat up the word, that word is going to show you how to live. That 
that word is going to show you how to love somebody that is not lovable. That word, if you eat it up, it's going to show you what to do in situations that you don't know what to do. You ought to put your hands together today. Put your hands together. Because you can't just eat up the word, but you must act upon that word as well. When you are seeking to obey Jesus' teaching, when you have made a commitment to obey his words, he says you are a wise person building on the right foundation. Everything around you may not be perfect, but because you have built a strong foundation, brothers and sisters, when the winds come, when the storms come, brothers and sisters, you will still be standing. I'm not here to tell you that storms are not going to come in your life. I'm not going to tell you because you come to Sunday school and because you come to church every Sunday and because you're at Thursday night teaching that storms are not going to come in your life. I came to tell somebody that because you are coming, because you are coming to church, because you are studying, because you are in God's presence, storms are going to come in your life. That's a guarantee. Storms are going to come. They're going to come. And I don't know about you. Storms that come in my own life. I know that I don't dot every I and cross every T. I know that I know that I've been in seminary. I know that I pray every day. I know that I read my Bible every day. But storms come in my life. Does anybody agree with me? Hey, see, there's some people out there. There's some folk out there that believe that if they come to church every Sunday, if they come to Bible study every week, if they come to Sunday school, that storms are not going to come. That ain't true. It seems like the more you pray, the more you read your Bible, the more you study, that's when storms really do come. I don't know about you, that I think that every time I get down on my knees, every time I open up my Bible, there's a storm around the corner. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hey, I'm not telling you don't read your word. I'm not telling you don't get down on your knees and pray. I'm telling you to do those things. But just because you do that does not mean that you are exempt from trouble coming in your life. Oh yeah, I came to tell somebody, keep on praying, keep on reading, keep on studying, because it's not going to be like this always. I came to tell somebody that if you keep on doing what God has called you to do, that you will eventually go through the storm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But then finally, finally this morning, We see why it's so critical to build on the strong foundation. Because being built to last means we must be able to stand through the storm. Oh, come on here, somebody. That's my third point. Hmm. Jesus says, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Is that what your Bible said? It didn't, it didn't fall because it was founded on the rock. I want you to watch this. Rains and floods and winds suggest opposition 
from above, beneath, and all around. However, the stability of the wise man's house was due to the fact that it was built not upon a rock, but it was built upon the rock. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, it can't just be any kind of rock. It has to be the rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. I came to tell somebody that if you're going to build your life to last, if you want your homes to last, then you got to build it on the right foundation. Oh, you ought to put your hands together in here this morning. I need you to be built upon the rock. Jesus doesn't pull any punches, Reverend Baptist. Just look at how the word and is used in verses 725. Jesus does not say if the rain falls or if the floods come or if the winds blow. If you read it right, he says and the rain fell <laughs> and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. Jesus tells you straight up, brothers and sisters, that storms will come in your life. Oh, many of you can testify to that right now. I know I can. Oh, but I don't have a lot of time to talk about the storms that have come in my own life. But some of you already know that two years ago in 2020, oh, a storm came in my life. Oh, but I'm so glad that I have built my house upon the rock. I'm so glad that my house was built upon Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that it was built on his word and not my own words. Oh, hallelujah. When the doctor came to my room and the doctor was shaking his head and he didn't know what to do. I want you to know that it didn't bother me that he didn't know what to do because I knew who knows what to do. Hey, I didn't care that he was shaking his head. I didn't care that he didn't know what to do because my faith is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust. Oh, hallelujah. I don't put my trust in stuff. I don't put my trust in people. I put my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are folk in here today that say the same thing. You were in the hospital. The doctor came into your room. Your doctor came in and the doctor shook his head. And he didn't know what to do. But that was all right. Because you knew that you had a relationship that goes beyond the preacher. It goes beyond people. But it is connected to your relationship with Jesus Christ. The doctor can shake his head. That's all right. That's all right. But my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood.
a relationship, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Look at here, coming to church is okay, but it ain't enough. It ain't enough just to come to church. You got to take the word that you are studying and put it into practice. Our pastor stands here Sunday after Sunday, Thursday after Thursday, he's teaching. And what he's teaching and preaching, you ought to eat up that word. But then I want you to apply that word to your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I want you to know because when storms come, you are going to know what to do. Come on, y'all can continue to stand. Come on, come on, continue to stand. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not hope in the sweetest thing, but my hope is built on Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Has the word helped anybody today? Did the word help anybody today? I hope it did. I hope the word helped you today. I want you to bow your heads for just a few moments. Father, it is in the name of Jesus Christ that we come. And God, we come confessing that we haven't always done what was right. Father, we haven't always gone to the right places. And we have not always said the right things. But God, thank you for your word today. Oh God, because we're no longer doing our own thing. God, we want to be built to last. Oh God, some of us have gone down. We've gone down, but that's all right. Because God is right there by our side. God, thank you for your word today. That word that lifts us up. That word, oh God, that encourages us to follow you. God, I pray for my brothers and my sisters who have heard the word today. And God, I pray that because they heard this word, that it has caused a change in somebody's life. Oh God, they don't want to stay in the shape that they're in. They confess, oh God, that they have said some wrong things and gone to the wrong places. But because of this word today, somebody says, I want to make a change. So God, I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus. If they're here right now, God, I pray for them and I lift them up to you. Save somebody today, God, in the name of Jesus. Save them, God. Save them, Father. Save them from their sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, as you're still standing, if you're here today and you heard this word today, I want to make, I want to make an appeal to you. If you heard the word today and this word caused you to look at yourself, you didn't look at anybody else, you looked inward. You looked at yourself and you realized that you were not in the place that you should have been. And you want to make a change in your life. I want to invite you to come. 
I want to invite you, if you're listening to us by way of the airways, through Facebook, Vimeo, if you are listening that way and you want to know Jesus Christ, I invite you today to come in three different ways. The first way that I invite you to come is through baptism. If, if you've never accepted the Lord as first in your life and you have never been baptized, I invite you to be baptized today. Come. It's not the water that's going to change you. The change happens before you get to the water. See, some people make that mistake because they think that, hey, all I've got to do is come and go down in the water. No, because you can go down one way and come back up the same way. So I invite you today, if you have never been baptized, I invite you to come to Jesus that way. Come, but I also invite you to come through your Christian experience. You've been baptized and you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. If you want to join St. Paul Baptist Church, I invite you to come through Christian experience today. If that's you, the doors of the church are open for you right now. You've heard this word, and because of this word today, you want to make a change in your life. I invite you to come just as you are. I want you to come through baptism, through Christian experience. But you know what? You can also come through watch care. Watch care is if you belong to another church and you're just going to be in the city for just a little while, then we want to invite you to come that way as well. If you are here today and you don't know Jesus in the free pardon of your sins and because of the word today, you want to make a change in your life, I invite you to come right now just as you are. And you know what the good news is? You don't have to clean yourself up to come. You don't. See, that's another mistake people make. People say, you know what, I'm going to get myself ready and then I'll come. I came to tell somebody, you need to come on just as you are because if that was the case, none of us would be in here. I wouldn't be standing up here. There wouldn't be any deacons in this church. There wouldn't be any ministers in the church. Listen, it wouldn't even be any ministry leaders if you are here and you say, you know what, preacher, I messed up. But you're the person God is talking to right now. Come on just as you are. Don't worry about who's looking at you. Don't worry about what anybody will say. I want you to make a decision for Christ for you. This is between you and God. If you, hey, hallelujah. If you're here and you want to come, I invite you to come today. Come join St. Paul Baptist Church. And these are the ways that you can come. You can come through your Christian experience. If you belong to another church, you were baptized there and you want to join St. Paul then that's all right. We invite you to come just as you are, just as you are. Amen. Amen. I believe I have done what God has assigned my hands to do today. Amen. Come on. You may have your seats in his presence. You can do better than that. Come on, put your hands together. If the word of God has helped you, if it has helped you, our deacons are going to come at this time because we're going to have communion right now. To God, we give the glory. I'm going to come down here on the floor. And um, we're going to have come. Did the word help anybody? I mean, really, did it help anybody? It helped me as I was preparing. So I pray that it helps somebody else today. To God, we give the glory. I'm so thankful for our deacons who are going to assist us today.
So first of all, before we even begin to um, share today, I want everybody to get their elements, get their elements and let us prepare to give. Let's prepare, prepare. If you are in here today and you don't have elements, please raise your hand and um, our deacons, our deacons will um, our deacons will come to you if you're here and you don't have your own elements. You didn't receive any when you came in today. Oh, I see a hand that is over here. Yes, they're pointing. Okay, I see some hands over here. If you are here and you don't have elements, you don't have bread and you don't have then I invite you to come. I invite you to raise your hands. Thank you. As we are preparing ourselves here, you all to prepare as well. today put your hands together come on if the word helped anybody if being in worship today you look great today look at you everybody thank you thank you thank you so much for being here today god bless each and every one of you would you stand now would you stand as we prepare to go i know it was the blood i know it was the blood does anybody know it was the blood <laughs> i know it was the blood 
I know it. I know it. I know it. And listen, we're gonna we're, we're going to sing a little bit, and then I'm gonna pray us on out of here. And listen, I'm gonna ask you to sit back down. We are gonna go leave out the same way. The ushers are gonna lead you out in just a few minutes. But come on, choir, let's sing a little bit. blessings upon every person that's under the sound of my voice. Father, bless them as they leave here today. Bless their households. Father, bless St. Paul Baptist Church. Thank you, oh God, for this church and thank you for our leadership here. God, we pray that you bless every person in the name of Jesus that leads in any type of way at this church, whether a deacon, minister, ministry leader, God, bless them, bless their homes in the name of Jesus. And God, bless us as we continue to go forward. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy. So the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and dominion both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Please have your seat. Allow the ushers to dismiss you in their own way. We'll see you next week.